Chapter 5. The, sh the sheep made Sarah smile. She sank her fingers into their thick, coarse wool. She talked to them, running with the lambs, letting them suck on her fingers. She named them after her favorite aunts, Harriet and Maddie and Lou. She lay down in the field beside them and sang, Sumer is a kluminen, her voice drifting over the meadow grasses carried by the wind. She cried when we found a lamb that had died, and she shouted and shook her fists at the turkey buzzards that came from nowhere to eat it. She would not let Caleb or me come near. And that night, Papa went with a shovel to bury the sheep and a lantern to bring Sarah back. She sat on the porch alone. Nick crept up to lean against her knees. After dinner, Sarah drew pictures to send home to Maine. She began a charcoal drawing of the fields, rolling like the sea rolled. She drew a sheep whose ears were too big, and she drew a windmill. Windmill was my first word, said Caleb. Papa told me so. Mine was flower, I said. What was yours, Sarah? Dune, said Sarah. Dune, Caleb looked up. In Maine, said Sarah, there are rock cliffs that rise up at the edge of the sea, and there are hills covered with pine and spruce trees, green with needles. But William and I found a sand dune all our own. It was soft and sparkling with bits of mica, and when we were little, we would slide down the dune into the water. Caleb looked out the window. We have no dunes here, he said. Papa stood up. Yes, we do, he said. He took the lantern and went out to the door to the barn. We do, Caleb called after him. He ran ahead, Sarah and I following the dogs close behind. Next to the barn was Papa's mound of hay for bedding, nearly half as tall as the barn, covered with canvas to keep the rain from rotting it. Papa carried the wooden ladder from the barn and leaned it against the hay. There, he smiled at Sarah, our dune. Sarah was very quiet. The dogs looked up at her, waiting. Seal brushed against her legs, her tail in the air. Caleb reached over and took her hand. It looks high up, he said. Are you scared, Sarah? Sarah, scared? Scared? exclaimed Sarah. You bet I'm not scared. She climbed the ladder and Nick began to bark. She climbed to the very top of the hay and sat, looking down at us. Above the stars were coming out. Papa piled a bed of loose hay below with his pitchfork. The light of the lantern made his eyes shine when he pulled up at, when he smiled up at Sarah. Fine, called Papa. Fine, said Sarah. She lifted her arms over her head and slid down, down into the soft hay. She lay laughing as the dogs rolled beside her. Was it a good dune, called Caleb? Yes, said Sarah. It is a fine dune. Caleb and I climbed up and slid down, and Sarah did it three more times. At last, Papa slid down too, as the sky grew darker and the stars blinked like fireflies. We were covered with hay and dust, and we sneezed. In the kitchen, Caleb and I washed in the big wooden tub, and Sarah drew more pictures to send to William. One was of Papa, his hair curly and full of hay. She drew Caleb sliding down the hay, his arms like Sarah's over his head, and she drew a picture of me in the tub, my hair long and straight and wet. She looked at her drawing of the fields for a long time. Something is missing, she told Caleb. Something, and she put it away. Dear William, Sarah read to us by lantern light that night, sliding down our dune of hay is almost as fine as sliding down the sand dunes into the sea. Caleb smiled at me across the table. He said nothing, but his mouth formed the words I had heard too. Our dune. Chapter five, there's only one question. How does Papa create a dune for Sarah and the kids? Come back for chapter six. Chapter six, the days grew longer. The cows moved close to the pond where the water was cool and there were trees. Papa taught Sarah how to plow the fields, guiding the plow behind Jack and old Bess, the reins around her neck. When the chores were done, we sat in the meadow with the sheep, Sarah beside us, watching Papa finish. Tell me about winter, said Sarah. 
Old Bess nodded her head as she walked, but we could hear Papa speak sharply to Jack. Jack doesn't like work, said Caleb. He wants to be here in the sweet grass with us. I don't blame him, said Sarah. She lay back in the grass with her arms under her head. Tell me about winter, she said again. I'm hot, said Sarah. I can't wait for winter. Oh, sorry, I skipped a page. Winter is cold here, said Caleb and Sarah, and I laughed. Winter is cold everywhere, I said. We go to school in winter, said Caleb. Sums and writing and books, he sang. I'm good at sums and writing, said Sarah. I love books. How do you get to school? Papa drives us in the wagon, or we walk the three miles when there is not too much snow. Sarah sat up. Do you have lots of snow? Lots and lots and lots of snow, chanted Caleb, rolling around in the grass. Sometimes we have to dig our way out to feed the animals. In Maine, the barns are attached to the houses sometimes, said Sarah. Caleb grinned. So you could have a cow to Sunday supper? Sarah and I laughed. When there are bad storms, Papa ties a rope from the house to the barn so no one will get lost, said Caleb. I frowned. I loved winter. There is ice on the windows on winter mornings, I told Sarah. We can draw sparkling pictures and we can see our breath in the air. Papa builds a warm fire and we bake hot biscuits and put on hundreds of sweaters. And if the snow is too high, we stay home from school and make snow people. Sarah lay back in the grass, tall grasses again, her face nearly hidden. And is there wind, she asked. Do you like wind, asked Caleb. There is wind by the sea, said Sarah. There is wind. Then there is wind here, said Caleb happily. It blows the snow and brings tumbleweeds and makes the sheep run. Wind and wind and wind. Caleb stood up and ran like the wind and the sheep ran after him. Sarah and I watched him jump over rocks and gullies, the sheep behind him, stiff-legged and fast. He circled the field, the sun making the top of his hair golden. He collapsed next to Sarah, and the lambs pushed their wet noses into us. Hello, Lou, said Sarah, smiling. Hello, Maddie. The sun rose higher, and Papa stopped to take off his hat and wipe his face with his sleeve. I'm hot, said Sarah. I can't wait for winter wind. Let's swim. Swim where, I asked her. I can't swim, said Caleb. Can't swim, exclaimed Sarah. I'll teach you in the cow pond. That's for cows, I cried. But Sarah's ha Sarah had grabbed our hands and we were running through the fields, ducking under the fence to the far pond. Shoo, cow, said Sarah, as the cows looked up, startled. She took off her dress and waded into the water in her petticoat. She dived suddenly and disappeared for a moment as Caleb and I watched. She came up laughing, her hair streaming free. Water beads sat on her shoulders. She tried to teach us how to float. I sank like a bucket filled with water and came up sputtering. But Caleb lay on his back and learned how to blow streams of water high in the air like a whale. The cows stood on the banks of the pond and stared and stopped their chewing. Water bugs circled us. Is, is this like the sea, asked Caleb. Sarah treaded water. The sea is salt, said Sarah. It stretches out as far as you can see. It gleams like the sun on glass. There are waves. Like this, asked Caleb, and he pushed a wave at Sarah, making her cough and laugh. Yes, she said, like that. I held my breath and floated at last, looking up into the sky, afraid to speak. Crows flew over, three in a row, and I could hear a killdeer in the field. We climbed the bank and dried ourselves and lay in the grass again. The cows watched, their eyes sad in their dinner plate faces. And I slept, dreaming a perfect dream. The fields had turned to a sea that gleamed like sun on glass. And Sarah was happy. Questions for chapter six. How does Sarah describe the sea? Compare the sea to the cow pond. Why is it important that Sarah was happy? And how and why has her mood changed since first coming to the prairie? Please answer your questions in your packet on notability and come back tomorrow for chapter seven, eight, and nine, and we will finish the book.